winning is not just standing at the top of the podium, right? Winning is 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 going a best time. It's it's is really overcoming an adversity. Is coming back from injury or or some negative, you know, uh, something perceived negatively in your life that you have to you have to dig deeper and become something different, right? You have to reinvent yourself in some way. Welcome to Champions Mojo Weekly Podcast with your hosts, Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. You'll hear authentic, entertaining stories with tips, lessons, and wisdom from champions to inspire, motivate, and educate you. You'll get the tools you need for becoming a true champion in your own life. And now, your host, Kelly Palace. Hello, friends. Welcome to Champions Mojo Podcast, where I am co-hosting with Maria Parker, We have a fantastic show for you today. We'll be talking with the University of Louisville head swim coach for the men and the women, Arthur Albiero, who gives us some real perspective on winning. So, Maria, hello, friend. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm doing, I am doing so great. So inspired by Coach Albiero. So I'm looking forward to talking about it. Awesome. Awesome. Me too. But before we go to the interview, I want to give our listeners just a little bit more background on Coach Albiero. He is just amazing. He's been with the University of Louisville for 16 years and has methodically and thoughtfully with his heart and his perspective um, brought both his men's and women's teams to the top of the NCAA. And, you know, to do what he did this past year both his men and his women finished in the top five. So his women were fourth at NCAAs this year and his men were fifth. And that is really unprecedented. That is the most successful combined program. Now, there are programs, you know, like Cal or Stanford that have separate men's or women's coaches um, that finished above them. But for one staff to coach both men and women and finish in the top five is just amazing. Uh, Also, Coach Albiero is, you know, he's a national team coach. He's had multiple NCAA champions. He's been ACC Coach of the Year this year. He was the Women's uh, ACC Coach of the Year. His own son, Nick, who swims for him, is, uh, you know, a real top swimmer in the country. And he coached Kelsey Worrell Dahlia to an Olympic gold medal, which is another unique part of his story. His wife is a coach. There's just so much um, that he has on his resume. I could talk about him all day, but I want to go ahead and get right to his interview because he just is full of some really um, great wisdom and wonderful stuff that I want to talk with you about afterwards. So are you ready to hear the interview? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing Coach Albiero. I know he's an incredibly wise and humble man. Let's hear the interview. Beautiful. And now it's time for the road trip segment. Welcome to Champions Mojo, Coach Albiero. Thank you so much for your time. Great to have you. you. Appreciate the opportunity. My pleasure. Wonderful, wonderful. So, Coach, we are talking with swimmers and non-swimmers. And one of the things that we like to do on Champions Mojo is take those techniques that champions use and extrapolate them to the real world. So what techniques did you learn when you were an athlete, 18-time All-American and um, swimming so great, winning national titles as an athlete? 
that you're now using as a successful coach? I think learning how to fail. That was an important piece of it, right? Because, uh, and I, I could, I was really hard on myself through a stretch there where I felt like I, I did everything right. I committed, I, I sacrificed, right? Air quotes. I sacrificed all these things at that age. And, um, and yet I expected to get a return out of it. And, and that's not a great way to go into something, you know? So learning how to fail in that situation and, and really probably took me a moment to get to that, but certainly my coaching career, it's a quote that I picked up from Jim Steen in my, in my years, uh, you know, working, learning from him really at Kenyon College. Um, you know, in the division division three setting, right? To to really, the idea is it's it's you got to find a place within yourself where success and failure do not matter. And that quote has stayed with me for all my years in coaching. Now, twenty three, and um, you know, I, I, it's something that I use often with athletes. And and really, it's almost a uh, you have to be able to disconnect the emotion of potential failure to the actual failure and and be open that yes failure is an it's a possibility it's possible that you do everything and you may fail and you have to be okay with that and it's not failure as long as you really learn from that yeah and you can turn that around and creating to create that into positive energy in some way shape or form so to me that applies to everything in life right and yeah sure just having had a conversation with my oldest son who's 23 and is discussing our wedding plans with his fiance now i mean there's there's some different things that come to play in that but in many ways it's about the same thing like yes go have fun with it right, you know and right. uh finding that place back to to the athletic realm and really you know even my wife we wanted to open a swim school uh, you know, which we're in the middle of that, and I say we very loosely because she's the one running it. I'm just a cheerleader right now, but you know, we just thought about that. Like, you know, we got to be willing to take a risk, and it's a big risk. Um, but you know, I don't want to regret. I don't want to look back at this and say, well, you know, we missed the window. So we're we're going to give it a go, and uh, I think that that's something that stays with me often. Of just be willing to take a risk. Yes, there, there's always potential that things may not break your way, but. Be, be okay with that idea. So when you say that your athletes are okay with losing or winning, what do you mean by the winning part? We, you explained the failing part, but the, like, are they just, yeah. Yeah, I, I think sometimes uh, winning brings a different set of uh, perceived responsibilities, okay. right? Because if you want something, um, all of a sudden you feel like now you're defending, right? So we... We, we touched on Mallory earlier where, okay, here's Mallory. She won in CA, so then the next year, well, it's not as easy the second time around, right? right? Or Joel DeLuca, when he won the first year, he was chasing. And then next year, as much as we fought all year to not get into this mode of defending, right? The world kept coming back. Hey, you're defending champion, you're defending champion. And that adds, to me, that's way too heavy, right? So we try to keep it. If you win, that's great. Take it. Appreciate it. That's awesome. That's what we work for. Let's not kid ourselves, right? We're trying to win. I mean, we, we play sure. to win the game, right? Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, I think in our sport, what's so unique about swimming, right? Winning is not just standing at the top of the podium, right? Winning is is, is going a best time. It, it's, it's really overcoming an adversity. is coming back from injury or, or some negative, you know, uh, something perceived negatively in your life that you have to, you have to dig deeper and become something different, right? You have to reinvent yourself in some way. So to me, that's part of what this whole process, I mean, if, if things don't go your way, reinvent yourself. If things went your way, great. You need 
still need to reinvent yourself. You know, so we always talk about we're going to go to me, we're going to compete hard and win, lose, or draw, which there's not really such a thing in swimming, right? There's a tie, but as a team, right? You're not, there's not really a draw as a team, but win, lose, or draw, we're going to go get a sandwich afterwards, right? And it makes it, it's personal. Like it's mm -hmm. because you win or you lose doesn't mean that our relationship is any different, right? We're, we're still in this together. We're still partners, right? And that's, that's an important piece for us as a program and, and really I think if you look at the athletes that have been really successful here they're it's a it's a full-on partnership beautiful I love it your team is the number one combined team in the country no one did it better than the University of Louisville where the men finished fifth and the women finished on the podium with a gigantic trophy at NCAA awesome. fourth and fifth congratulations coach I mean that is just amazing to get one program in the top 10 is amazing to get two programs in the top five is truly truly unprecedented so um what is the hardest part of coaching a combined program to that level well and i think to your point right this is a and i appreciate you saying that in the it's i think if anything we're we're, we're at fault for trying to move to the next thing, right? And I think that's what driven individuals, organizations do. As soon as you achieve something, that's great. But in all honesty, before the meet was even over, when it looked like we we're going to be able to achieve that, our minds as a staff went full on to, okay, what do we do next? What kind of pieces of the puzzle do we have to move? What are we missing? How do we, how do we, you know, you don't really replace people, but how do we somehow cover some of those areas, you know? And I think uh, my wife always criticizes me that uh, maybe it's an encouragement or coaching, I would call it that, where we're, we're sometimes we're too quick to move on and we needed to linger on this one a little bit longer because, you, to your point, this is very special. And, and, very and special. It's very special for any program. The fact that we're the only combined program that was able to achieve that, I think, speaks for itself. But ultimately, if you, if you go just a little bit further down the memory lane here and you look at what we were 16 years ago when I first got here, um, you know, to a program that uh, had a, I could say, not a winning culture. Um, and uh, for a million different reasons, right? I mean, good people were involved, but, but the structure, the, the you know, the, the ultimately the culture that we had to create, I think is something that I'm most proud of. And, and the results become a consequence of that, you know. But so ultimately, our focus has been on how do we continue to get a little bit better, Um you know, yes, at one point, probably three, four years ago, we kind of launched this idea of, you know, how can we get a trophy? You know, we want to bring, uh, we're to bring a trophy home. And, and uh, you know, th those things don't happen overnight. Uh, certainly what we are, and, and, and really I think if you look at our program, what we've done best is we develop people. Right? You look at our, our recruiting classes are not, I don't mean that disrespectfully in, in, in any other way, but the kids are, are good good people right and that's what we go for we want to find good people that are that are hungry uh, they have the right heart they're going to match with us and that's one of the things we always say if we have the right heart then amazing things can happen right and so we spend a lot of time looking for for the right heart and in the people that want to come and and be bold enough to to come in and do something crazy right because yeah. Louisville swimming again even if you look 10 years ago uh you know, um, the fact that our very first female NCAA qualifier was in, in 2009. You know, it's, it's, it's only the 10th year that we've gone to NCAA. So if you think of that way, it's a really, really short history compared to programs that have been around a long, long time. So I think not only what we, we have achieved is, is special, but I think when you put that in, in kind of historical perspective a little bit, um, 
it's uh, you know we use the word absurd uh, internally now your <laughs> listeners all know about it but, but what we uh, what we achieved was absurd it was right, absurd right, and right. Uh, it was definitely um, you know I think uh, a combination of a lot of things but it starts with my staff right mm-hmm. if I've done one really good thing here is I've surrounded myself with great great people who happen to be as passionate as I am about the sport. And maybe more importantly, as passionate or even more than I am about developing people and helping people achieve amazing things. So I'm fortunate to work with, uh, uh, you know, uh, four, four coaches that all four swim for me, which I'm not sure if that's good or bad. Uh, <laughs> but, but there's a level of connection in that dynamic that I think is very unique. Uh, and I think it allowed us to be better coaches for athletes. Very nice. Very nice. And, and what would you say, how do you approach coaching men versus women? You know, it's a, it's a balance. And and I think I love being a combined program, you know, and and in all fairness, that's been my experience for all the years that I've been around. Um, In my swimming college at Oakland University, it was actually separate. uh, And same thing at uh, Cal State Bakersfield where I started. Um, and, and there are some different dynamics that comes with that. But at the end of the day, what I have found in terms of development, uh, it's, it's a win-win, right? What I find is the, the, the best women, and women by and large, can train at a little bit higher level, more, a little bit more consistently. So they're constantly challenging the guys, right? And, and then so you take somebody like Mallory, uh, you know, the level that she's been in, you know, 139 freestyler, there's not many girls in the country that can produce the kind of effort, right? So the reality is, no matter where she would go, there'll be limited opportunities of people that can really challenge in, in some specific sets, right? Well, then she lines up with, you know, our guys, and next thing you know, she's chasing them, right, which makes her better, and the guys are swimming for their lives because oh, yeah. they, they do not want to get beat, right? right. Uh, and it happens. It happens, um, you know, occasionally, where and, and it's a win-win, right, because she has nothing to lose. She's just chasing the guys. So I think... From that standpoint, um, uh, you know, I've seen the growth on both sides. And, uh, and I think if you ask them, they will prefer it that way. And, and if you think about it again, prospectively, in our sport, we're the only well, one of the few sports that boys and girls grow up swimming together. It's just it's natural. Yeah. It, it's, there's nothing unusual about that. So right. I think it, it's, uh, it's an environment that I think has been really healthy. You know, and, and, and like always, you know, you have to manage things, uh, different genders. They need different things from, from me at different times. There's this constant little joke inside that, uh, you know, the boys say I'm the women's coach and the women say I'm the men's coach. So either way, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity offender. So everybody thinks that, you know, I'm not giving everything I got. And that's the challenge, right, for me personally on how to be everything for everybody. Um, and that's where it goes back to my staff and having being surrounded with, with great people who are loyal to, to me personally, but to, to our mission, right, to, to our program. Very good, very good. And um, your son, Nicholas, and do you call him Nick? Nick, Nick yes. Yeah. So, arguably, he, he's got a real shot to make the 2020 Olympic oh, team. Oh, you went there, you know? huh? And, you went. you know, I, I'm not going to know. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I am just going to say, I, I'm saying that to say how great he is to our listeners that don't know how great he is. Because there's, there's sure. some swimmers out there. I mean, non-swimmers. So... What I want to know, I just want to show our listeners that this is a swimmer that could make our Olympic team, arguably or not. 
But my question is... You have is, a shot. You have, he, you have a lane. If he, you have a lane, you have is, a shot. And, he, you know, and he's been consistently in the top eight of the country at the highest level, which I think the NCAA meant. So he's sure. a consistent top eight finisher. So how do you coach him? As your son. Yeah. Uh, this, this all goes back to the whole Gene Paul conversation. Right? <laughs> to the right side of my, from my wife's side. But, um, you know, I, I think part of it is, you know, and, and that's a real that's a real challenge, right? As yes. much as I, I – and, and I love it, and I think you'll be the first one to tell you, we've all had to learn how to play new roles, you know. And, and it's almost like to the point where we communicate openly to say, okay, now I'm, now I'm speaking as a dad. And now I'm speaking as a coach, and he, vice versa, he'll say the same thing as an athlete, and then he'll say whatever he wants to say, or if, if the conversation needs to shift, he'll say, okay, I'm speaking as your son now, right? And I think it's an important balance, because in this environment here, right, in the high-energy, high-intensity coaching, in the middle of a lot of moving parts, I cannot be dad, right? Right, right. I'm, I'm coach. And, and he understands that. And that's something that I think our children have understood early on that, uh, you know, with my wife also being a coach. So they grew up in this environment where, you know, they are constantly challenged because it's a lot of the times we always have our coaching hats on, right, even as parenting. And that's something that uh, we, we had to work, my wife and I, on how to separate things, right? And I think a big part of this is it's, it's understanding the personality, right, and, and, and goes back to coaching and how we coach everybody else. So. The question is, how do I coach my son? Not any different than I coach anybody else. Um, and probably, you know, at times I probably stay on the coach side a little too long. For example, you brought up when he won, when he won ACCs for the first time. Um, I, I didn't celebrate as a dad. How could you not? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm full on coach at right, that moment, right. right? So my approach as a coach at that mode is, okay, Nick won, that's great. Uh, but then, you know, we had somebody else in the race who didn't go as well. Oh, okay, and so, right, right. So as that a coach, I'm, I'm in the middle of right. a difficult situation where as yes. a dad, I want to explode. And, you know, On the inside, what were you 100%, thinking? 100%. I'm like, Going I cannot crazy. believe that's my boy. Yeah. Um, but, as a, but as a coach, I'm managing the moment, right? So yes. uh, I'm managing the team. So it's a really important distinction. And again, I think, I think he understands that more than ever. That, um, you know, we, we can celebrate at home, right? Right. Uh, we can celebrate as a son and dad in a different setting. But at that moment, I'm coach. Yeah. And, um, and and I get challenged often by my staff that, uh, you know, it's okay for me to be dad more often in moments like that. Uh, I'm learning. I'm learning how to do that. Boy, but that so puts it in perspective because I was sitting in the stands watching you. And it so moved me to tears. And But to explain that you had another swimmer in there that did not perform as well. What a professional you are. I mean, that Thank is you. just amazing to, to have put that in perspective. And I, you know, my husband was with me and he's here now, as people will know. But, yeah, we both just were like, wow, that is such a special moment we just got to see. And to not see you just, like, rip your shirt off and jump off the 10-meter <laughs> tower was what I thought might happen. But, I mean, I was really proud of him. And, yeah. and, and really, I mean, you know, it was a tough week. His first really full-on college experience, yeah. you know, it's it's a different kind of meet when you go yes. to ACCs and NCAs. It's a, it's a three-and-a-half-day marathon. And uh, and the mental toughness and the ability to get up and down and recover and, and stay on task uh, is probably the biggest challenge we find in how we prepare people the most. You know, it's for that. For the, it's nothing really to do with swimming at that point. Right. It's, it's the mental game, the emotional game, the, the energy management game. 
Uh, it's a really important piece of it. So the fact that that was his, the seventh session, he was able to put together arguably maybe his best swim of the whole weekend. Uh, it says a lot about the training, the preparation, right. uh, and ultimately I think of his toughness and how he was able to really put himself in that position. And then he did that again this year at NCAAs on his, if I, if I remember correctly, I think his 12th swim of the meet, right, to go his lifetime best in a 200 fly um, you know, and, and finish fourth. And, and uh, to me, that was an incredible moment for him. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it leads to other things in the future. But I think uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's progression. That's always what we're looking for. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm glad to get the inside scoop on that. So um, one thing that I'm asking all the coaches, which I think is, is really a great question, what attributes do you think makes a champion just a few maybe three that you think like you know out there well I, I think first things first right you have to have the ability to imagine that I think it starts with that you know it's if you don't set something out it's going to be really nearly impossible to get there right because you don't know where you're going so it starts with that you set up something crazy borderline stupid right so when I took over the job at Louisville 16 years ago um, we are nowhere to be found in the rankings and you know one of the very very first interviews I talked about I, I think we can be top 20 in the country and people are looking at me like this guy is crazy uh, and at that time it was crazy but it gave us a clear goal and I think it aligns all the decision making processes along the way of does this put me closer or further from this idea right so then somewhat unconsciously you start working towards that and, and really making decisions that give you the better chance and, and so ultimately for us has been putting putting ourselves in that position and, and then working with champions, right? And again, champion, yes, you won in CAs, you were a champion, but we've had a lot of champions who overcame injuries, adversity, uh, family death, and, and these people are champions in life today, right? They're doctors, they're engineers, they're they're nurses, they're they're business owners. I mean they're you know, they're people that are very high achieving in life. But it wasn't always like that. They had to overcome something, right? So to me, that's that's the key. It starts with the ultimate goal in mind, and and you know, and, and and sometimes to share a big bold vision like that is scary. But I think you need to find your circle of trust that really can encourage you and empower you, right? And I'll share a quick story. When I realized that we changed the culture at Louisville Swimming, in the very first year, we're in a team meeting and and people are sharing some of their goals publicly in this team setting, right? Public, I mean, I should say publicly, corporately, right? But but it's you're sharing your heart, and that there's a lot of uh, there's a risk involved in that. So somebody got up and said, you know, I I I want to make NCAs, and again, this is early years of our program. We we never had anybody really make it, so that was like whoa. And you could tell when that person said that, the rest of the room were kind of like, yeah, whatever, right? Maybe they didn't say it, but you could feel it. That wasn't, that was like, yeah, sure. You know, we have no idea what you're talking about, little Johnny. <laughs> and then fast forward that to a few years, a little bit more recently, where, you know, somebody stood up and said, hey, you know what? I want to I want to win in CAs. And across the room, somebody gets up and like, that's awesome, right? Yeah. That's it, man. I, You know what? I'm going to support you. That's freaking awesome. And to me, that's... That's culture, right? Where yeah. it's okay. If not everybody needs to win, but to support the people that are in that position. And then in that process, guess what? You win too, right? Yeah. So as a team, when we achieve something pretty special, there's no distinction. Oh, this person, as a team, it's a team thing. That's what I love about college swimming. 
His stake in our individual sport, very individual as we know, but it really in an awesome team setting. And uh, I was a team guy. I loved that about my college experience. I was better because of my team. And ultimately, that's the, the, the mindset that we try to bring every day. So what else besides a big vision? Uh, you know, and, and then you have to be consistent, right, And how to – it's great you have this big vision. It sets the, the course, if you will, but then what do you do today that's going to help you get there? So then it's, it's taking the idea of, you know, uh, and I've used this analogy of, okay, just, you know, focus on the next five minutes. Be the best you you can be for the next five minutes. And then after that, then you get another five minutes. And then you focus on the next five minutes. What can you do now? Right. And, and really make it almost way too simple. Right. Because I think ultimately as a coach, that's one of the things I try to do is I want to make things simple for the athletes. Right. Put them in a position where they can be successful, but not because this is massive, complex goal. It's just, hey, just be really good for the next five minutes. Oh, I can do that. Anybody can do that. Right. And so it's a matter of focus. And, and then ultimately, all those things kind of connect with how do you manage distractions? I didn't say eliminate. I didn't say avoid. They're there. They're going to be there. And distractions sometimes are a well-meaning coach could be a distraction, right? Your parent, as a, from an athlete mindset, it, it could be a distraction, right? Your teammate, um, you know, or other things that are way outside of your control. How do you manage those things? Because they're going to happen. They're clearly going to happen. So, and, and understanding that the success line is not a straight line from point A to point B and it just skyrockets, right? It's it's a mumble jumble zigzag. It's a little bit of everything. And I think if you talk to any champion, right, they'll be the first one to tell you there's a story behind that. And it wasn't always pretty. And I think sometimes we all get caught up because we see, you know, we see that on TV or we see in the in the ads like, wow, look at that. That's a champion. Right. Well, you get to know that person. You understand that they're regular Joe, that regular Susie. They have two legs and two arms and they had some difficulties to get there. You know, everybody has a story. So. I think once people can understand that a little bit, it makes it real. It makes it more, um, you know, it, it, it makes human, right? It's, right? it's a human nature to go through some of these emotions and to battle some of these adversities. But the consistency, you set the goal, and then you find a way to be consistent. And then you've got to manage the distractions, and they're coming. I love it. And that's great for swimming or life, whatever. Life. So um, that ties in a little bit to the next question, if not answers the next question. But so... This particular question is for non-swimmers. Just You just have somebody come in your office and they say, I have a big goal I want to achieve. What would you? How would you tell me to get there? <laughs> I think it starts with my very first question, right? What came to my heart here immediately is, why? Why do you want to do that? What, what, do, what do you think that does for you, right? Because I think sometimes... We create these goals and we think, oh, if I do this, then I can get X, Y, and Z. But that, and then halfway through, you realize that's really not the goal, right? So I, I think it's almost like I need, we need to, to peel the layers a little bit more to understand, okay, what it, why do you want to do this? You know, and I think that's a big question for all of us. Why? You know, why am I doing this? Why do I coach? Why do I get up at the crazy hours that I do? Why do I keep the schedule that I do? Why do I spend more days on the road than I do at home, right? why so so this is the so that is a that is gold so i have to ask you now why do you do what you do yeah that that's a that's a good question right i I was afraid you're going to say that as i was saying that (laughs) and i try to be quick and think through it um but but the response from the heart is simple it's um i love watching people 
do crazy things, achieve sometimes things way bigger than they thought they could they could achieve. Right? So as a coach, is that moment and yes, is that moment when somebody wins in CAs or somebody makes a team or somebody gets a medal internationally, yes, it's it's, it's part of it. There's plenty of those other moments where you just watch somebody do something that they were so far fetched when they started, right? And to me that's it's all about it's not where you start. We all have different starting points. But how do you finish? How do you end this this journey, this this task, right? And so I want to see people through it. And and in that process, right, they become a better version of themselves, which ultimately leads to doctors, engineers, professionals in life, moms and dads and and all the other endeavors, right? Because if you think about it in the great swim scheme coaches. of things, swim coaches, <laughs> we have a joke. Friends don't let friends become swim coaches. Um, but, but a lot of these kids have an interest, right? They want to be part of that. They they see what we do. But I want to be real and honest with them, like understand this is the ins and outs of the profession, right? And uh, it's, it's important to know. So it goes back to the why. And so my why is... I love to see, to, I love to prove people wrong, if you will, right? Quick side note of that, it's two weeks I've been in Louisville and I took over the program. I really didn't fully understand at the height of 29 years of age what I was getting into. Um, taking over a program that, you know, had limited history, limited support, limited funding, limited everything, limited facilities. We, it was just, we had a lot of limitation, but we had a vision and, and, my athletic director at the time was a visionary guy and, and kind of sold me on the vision before what it was, right? So we spent a lot of time focusing on what it can be and not on what it is. And I come in with this great, I'm excited, this is awesome, great energy. And then a couple of weeks into it, the reality starts to set in, right? So I go to visit a recruit and uh, he lets me talk for a little bit. This is two weeks in the job now. And I'm selling this idea, this dream, this vision. I'm coming, we're going. And, uh, and he says to me, honestly, he says, Coach, I'll be honest with you. Um, anybody in this region who would consider high-level swimming would really not consider Louisville. And thank you for your time. Wow. It, it was brutal, right? But I am grateful to that kid because 16 years later, that still drives me. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's probably why I'm still here and, and, and more excited than ever to be here, right? Isn't that up on your wall right there in your office? <laughs> it, it has to be, right? Because to me, that's, that's, I love that because we're, we're just changing history. It would have been easy to take that and say, yeah, you're right. I'm going to go work at CarMax. Right? <laughs> um, and I had to make a decision. I, was tell, I used that story because I had to make a decision, right? This is, this is a, you know... It's, it's a saying I saw sometime in a, in a sandwich place. It said, uh, confidence is what you have before you fully understand the situation. <laughs> and I was very confident coming in, but then I started understanding the situation. And then I had to make a decision. I had to, I had to commit. Am I going to work to change that or am I going to accept that? And I think we all have moments in that in our lives. And whether athletics, personal, business, family, I mean, we have to make some hard decisions, right? And, and, right. and to me, that was a catalyst of, okay. I, I don't like that, so I'm going to work to change that. And then, you know, one thing has led to another, and here we are 16 years later. So um, I think that that motivated me and drove me, and, and I love that. And I love the fact that when you look at, to what we were saying earlier, you know, the fact that we're the only combined program in the country to be in the top five, and you look at the history of our NCAA swimming and the number of incredible, high-level, achieving, historical programs, and yet, 
somehow Louisville is at the top of that list. Um, I love that. Right, and that there was so much last year, and so we got we got a lot of work to do now. Um, <laughs> but it's exciting, right? And I think it's 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 special to take a moment to appreciate that, celebrate that, and and really the celebration to me is is the 16 years, right? If somebody says to me, "Oh, what a great job coaching this year!" Right on year 16, and I'm almost offended because I'm like, "What about the 15 years before that, and everything that we've done to build something from?" You know, very little, if close to nothing, to something where we are right now that we can be very proud of. That's been a journey, right? So it's not it's not one year, it's not one moment. It's just a combination of a lot of decisions along the way and a lot of a lot of work by a lot of people. A lot of people shows it doesn't happen overnight. That's for sure. Well, this has just been awesome. So my very last question for you is that. Is there anything else that you would like listeners to know about you or Louisville or swimming or anything? Well, I think, you know, it's funny because when I came to Louisville, I had no idea about this city. And uh, the first time somebody approached me and said, hey, Louisville has an opening. You should take a look. And uh, my first response, you know, it was, Louis who? What are you talking about? Um, and, 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 you know, it, it shows a little bit of ignorance on my part at the time. Um, I knew a little bit about the city, but I had no idea. And, uh, you know, so after I came for my interview, I went from being skeptical, you know, in full honesty here, to one day into it, I'm like, holy moly, I, I, this could be awesome, right? This could be a great place for my family. And uh, my wife couldn't make the interview. Everything happened real quick, and we had three little ones at the time. And so I came by myself, and she made me promise I, want, I wasn't going to make any decisions without her. And I, I had to break that because uh, the opportunity kind of came, and, and the conversation flowed that way, and they offered me the job at the end of the second day and I took it and I accepted and um, and I, I again I somewhat understood what it meant I learned the hard way there was many more challenges but I love the city right? it's been a fantastic place to raise a family um, my children love living here you know my, my wife it's you know she's from Ohio originally and uh, so it's we're not that far from her family but uh, it's been a great place to to raise a family to to be involved in athletics right the fact that we have a really good sized city but yet, we don't have really major professional. We don't have NFL team or NBA team, right? So, really, University of Louisville Athletics, it's kind of the, the show in town. And people will show up for certainly football, basketball, but they also show up for a swimming, for a lacrosse game. Right? I remember watching a soccer, uh, a soccer match, and, and it was snowing right? a few years back, and, and it was a NCAA tournament game. And, I mean, there were people everywhere. Right? So, it's, I think it says a lot about this community. It's a community that values Athletics is a, it's a community that appreciates high-level competition and supports it. And, uh, you know, and I think as a, as a coach on the other side, the, the university piece, so what that does, it creates some incredible opportunities for athletes, right, as they're graduating and moving on to other things in life, that the network that you can have right here in this community is pretty incredible, right? Because, because again, all these major corporations, our, our sponsors are involved, they're supporters of all of our programs, we get to know people in, in the businesses in different areas. So it does allow for a, kind of a really high-level networking for our student-athletes in, in terms of where they go next. You know, and, and as a coach who's is turning 46 here, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a constant thought process of mine is, yes, we're swimming right here and this is everything. We're fully focused on the task at hand. But, and it's hard to understand that as 18, 19 years old, but this is preparation for bigger and better things they, that, that are coming for you. Right, and I think it's a 
it's uh, it served as well to have this kind of mentality. But uh, it's been a great place in the support from the athletic department has been second to none. That's why I'm still here, 16 years later now. And and um, you know, I feel like uh, I, I I was very fortunate to be in the right place, right time, and, and be in this position. So I never take that for granted. It's uh, I, I see it as a great blessing. And uh, you know, my position and my family and my faith is uh, it was a God thing for us to end up in Louisville. And and uh, we feel like uh, you know, when you're in the right place, life flourishes, and and we're, we feel very grateful. Wonderful, wonderful. Well. We've just barely gone over our 30 minutes with a little bit of extra, but I really appreciate your time. It's been wonderful spending time with you today. I've learned a lot. I know our listeners have too. So thank you so much and best of luck with all you've got coming up. I appreciate that. Thank you for the opportunity. So Maria, what a interview, huh? Yeah, that was incredible. He is, he, he needs to go on the road. He's he, every word out of his mouth is, is, is a, is a pearl of wisdom and what I what was really impressive to me is just his humility. I mean, he you know talked laughing about how his wife was a better swimmer, and you know giving a lot of credit to his team. And he's just he just uh, seems like a beautiful man. Yeah, it, it was it was really fun to talk with him. I think um, the time just flew by. My husband was there with me and we were sitting in his office as you can tell from the interview but yeah it was it was really a fun interview and um, what were your what were your main takeaways because there was so much there but I want us to each just highlight a couple of or one or two items that really stuck with us well I there, there was as you said there was so much and I, I I love what he had to say about just about everything but but I think you know in, in listening to it I was thinking of a friend who's uh, starting a business and the business is, is languishing a little bit. And so when when Coach talked about the attributes of a champion, I, I actually thought I want to remember every word of this and repeat it to my friend about the business. And so what the three main things that Coach mentioned were the first thing is you have to imagine, state your goal. And, and he he used words like crazy, stupid, absurd goals. So, I mean, he, he said, make a goal, I guess, that inspires you, that, that's, that's big enough, you know, to make your heart beat. Um, so, you know, I was thinking about, about that, you know, like, what, what is the, you know, what's the goal? What is your absurd goal with this? And then the second thing he talked about is, you know, then being consistent and, and going, moving towards that goal, like, you know, what are you doing this five minutes? And then the next five minutes is it was, it was kind of, you know, the step-by-step thing. You know, how can you be cons- consistent in working toward that crazy, absurd goal? And, and, and you can't, you know, you can only do the next right thing. And, you know, I loved that he talked about the, you know, the next five minutes. What's the best thing that I can do? in the next five minutes and that that you know moving towards your goal is not always a straight line <laughs> so um any you know he says any any champion will will tell you that and and that led to the third thing which is manage distractions which is and i thought it was a really interesting way to put you know what do you do when you have adversity you know i mean it's distractions are adversity and you know first of all you got to figure out what the distraction is maybe it's a simple distraction like you know you're distracted by facebook or or you know your time management's not good or maybe it's uh maybe you know you truly have you know some 
a person or some something in you know that's that's keeping you from from moving towards your goal so you have to you have to manage those and i think when he says manage i think partly it's identifying them right it's identifying you know what is the distraction what's keeping me from doing the next the next 5 minutes towards towards my goal so i i just thought you know, I thought I'm going to remember this, and I'm going to talk to my friend. I'm going to, I'm going to encourage my friend with these three things because I think that encapsulates everything. Did you? Did you? What did you think, Kelly? I love it. So big imagination. Put that vision out there, no matter how absurd it is. Consistently work after it, and then manage your distractions. Yeah, I right. I love that. Um, I had and two, what were your? I know you had some other takeaways. Yeah, I had two little smaller items. One, um, I loved that he said win or lose shouldn't matter so that you know that's a theme again we we hear um i think you know zane grothy talked about that in his um interview back um in our podcast before this um where you know as long as you do your best you're still the the great person that you are if you lose, it's okay. If you win, it's okay. You just afterwards you go out and you get a sandwich. So I really liked, <laughs> you know, just that. When you lose, that, you get a sandwich. Because you know you talk about teaching people to lose, but then he went even further and talked about teaching people to win. That you know you, maybe you don't get a giant head because you win, and then you don't perform. You know, you perform differently because you have a giant head because you won, or you have a small head, you know, you lose your confidence because you lose. So I liked just dealing with um, win or lose. And, you know, that that's kind of like the Rudyard Kipling poem. um, Treat those two imposters just the same. You know, so I love that, you know, that those are both they're both kind of imposters because at the end of the day, you know, you're still you. You're still you, win or lose. Um, But the big one for me was um, that when I asked him, what advice would you give to somebody going after a big goal? He would say, he said, ask them why. And I love that because you've got to have the why behind why you're getting up earlier, why you want to start the business or why you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, then I asked him, um, you know, what what drives him? and, And it led to one of the, my favorite stories that he told was um, when he first started recruiting, he was just two weeks into the job mm-hmm. and he, he, um, you know, ran into a recruit who basically said, Hey coach, you know, nobody who's serious in this area is going to go to Louisville, you know? And yeah. he, <laughs> I love that story yeah, too, it just, because it kind of took the, you know, he had this big vision and it sort of took the wind out of his sails yeah. at first, but really that was just, but it, but he did, right? I mean, yeah. in the end, he, he did exactly what he set out to do. He set out, he had this incredibly absurd, stupid, crazy goal, and he did it. Yes. And, and he, so he said his why is he loves to prove people wrong. And that guy, he said he still thinks of that 16 years later. But he also said that his why is um, he likes to see how far people can go. So, so it was yeah. a kind of a combination. But those were my two main things and then of course your traits of a champion so i really really liked um 
I liked those a lot. And, the, you know, I can listen to that. I've, I think I've listened to the interview about four times already. And yeah. every time yeah. I hear something new. So, um, yeah, yeah. What? I would encourage our listeners to re-listen to his interview multiple times. Yeah, there is, absolutely. There is so much in there. There's more than what Kelly and I are talking about. Yeah. So what um, what action item would you think would be good ones to take out of this one action item? Well, he, yeah, here here would be my suggestion. So the the idea of, you know, what what's the goal? Goal is such a to me, it's a it's a difficult and boring word. But imagine what you're intending to achieve. And and then and this is really important for me. OK, so write it down. It ha- You know, you have to put it into words, write it down. That's important. And for me, I need to also tell people. I don't have to tell the whole world. I don't have to publish it on Facebook. But I need to tell a few people in my life who I know love me and care for me and will help me to achieve my goal. So I would say figure out what the goal is. Imagine your crazy, stupid, absurd, as Coach says, absurd goal. And then tell somebody. Tell somebody who you know will support you in it. Tell two or three people. Tell a small, safe group, this is what I'm going for. And then in the low moments when you don't believe in yourself, hopefully they'll believe in you. Or at least in my case, I'll be embarrassed enough that I said it to somebody that I'll want to keep after it because I like to do what I say I'm going to do. So what is your what were your takeaways, Kelly? I mean, your action item. Um, my action item would be similar to yours. So once you have that goal, so your, your action item is take that goal, write it down, do think of the craziest, most absurd, most, um, crazy borderline crazy, as he said, goal that you could get. And then the next thing would be write the why, like, why do I want this? And Hmm. then see if that resonates, see if that is something that's going to wake you up you know, with passion every morning, but the why is really key. And I, I love the why. So just, just, you know, this is a nice two-step action item for everybody where take that goal, something that you want, write some absurd, um, goal, and then write why you want that goal. So I like, I like that action. In fact, I'm going to do it right now in front of everybody here who's listening to this podcast <laughs> because, uh, I, I, um, my, I, my, one of my, one of my activities is that I sell recumbent bicycles. My, my, uh, I, I'm the CEO of cruise bike, which is a recumbent bicycle company. And, you know, my goal is is to sell five million dollars of cruise bikes a year, and I'm you know way 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 far away from that. That is a crazy absurd, stupid goal. But I you know that is my goal, and so I'm saying that out loud. <laughs> but but you know I loved the idea of why, and I was I was thinking, okay, what is the why behind that? Because I can't get up and do the hard work every day unless the why is good for me and it's not to I mean I want to of course I'd love to make money at it but but my why is I really believe that our bicycles will make the world a better place and so I you know I I have this vision of like one in five people I see on a bicycle is on a cruise bike they're recumbent they're comfortable and and that and then that many 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 more people a large percentage of the population is now riding who couldn't ride or were uncomfortable riding before so my why is to is to bring the joy of cycling to people who can't do it comfortably now so I I loved coaches 
you know, concept there, you know, with the why. And I like that you that you brought it up because that I, that helps me. And keeping that why foremost also helps you stay motivated as, as you start to work towards your consistent steps to reach your goals. That's beautiful, Maria. And I think absolutely those cruise bikes, the recumbent style, they're much safer than other bikes. They're much more comfortable. They don't crush the perineal nerve. And it's perineal, right? Perineal nerve. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and um, in any case, they're fun and, and they bring joy. And they so, bring joy yeah. and they're fun and they're right. they're safer and they're healthier. Right. And so, yeah, they're that would be that would be great to do. Um, and since you've gone there, I, I you know my crazy absurd goal is I'm really um, obsessed with our podcast for Champions Mojo, and I want to reach you know a million subscribers. My my. I see you two people out there and we're, we're way far away. Talk about crazy and absurd, but I think we can do it. One day we'll be celebrating our whatever hundredth episode and we'll have a, a million subscribers. And the why is, is, that, so, is that the goal, Kelly? Is it a million subscribers? A million subscribers on YouTube. I love it. Yeah. And, um, and then, but the why is because I truly, truly believe that what we discuss on these shows helps people. And yes. I have been helped so much by so many similar products and services, just, you know, motivational videos, motivational CDs, motivational talks. And I'm hoping that, you know, the why is that I really want to help people. It's just, I wake up in the morning and I think, what can I do to make the world a better place? And I, I believe that this podcast will help people achieve better live better, healthier, happier lives. And so that's the why for me. And it's easy. It's really fun. Like I don't, Yeah. I, I, I totally I, agree. I love mm. it. Like I don't, mm. um, there are some tedious work parts of it, but for the most part, I just love it. And, um, and that would be, that would be my goal and my why. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. And I'm glad you're I, on this I, journey with me. So yeah, it's terrific. I agree. I mean, I just listening to the wise people that we've had on the show um, has been inspirational and changed my life already. So I, I, I really, I think this this does have the potential to make many people's lives better. Wonderful. So. Let's hold that vision. All right. Well, there is another uh, show wrapped. And uh, we're so thankful to Coach Albiero for being with us today. And uh, hope that you've had a great time with us and hope that you'll join us next week. Yes. Thanks, Kelly. I love today's show. Yeah. And thanks for listening. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. This week's quote of the week comes from Rudyard Kipling. Triumph and disaster are both imposters. We are so grateful that you spent this time with us today, and we hope that you heard something that inspired, motivated, and educated you. Please see below for our copy of the show notes for any links or important information referenced here. Signing off for myself and champion co-host Kelly Palace, we hope you'll join us again soon, and we know you can be a champion. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast, designed to make you feel inspired, motivated, and educated. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Also, visit championsmojo.com to learn more.